He was doing spoiler warning. I was trying to think of how we should do the spoiler warning. Because I don't recommend this film, and we usually do, like, if you haven't seen the film, or you plan on watching it, then leave. And But I don't want to say that. <laughs> Wait, okay. So, we normally do a spoiler warning. Yes. That would go here. Yes. But we're, we're both so bitter about the film, we can't even act like we'd recommend people watch it before coming to this episode. Yeah. So we just throw this part in, and it saves time. It's still a spoiler warning that we're going to spoil Lone Wolf and Cub 3, Baby Cart to Hades. But that's but, about it. <laughs> but we're also blatantly saying we do not recommend watching it. All right. Perfect. Done. And the opening joke is two seconds of dead silence. everybody and welcome to cinema roulette um yeah today's episode is not going to be fun uh yeah oh we should also probably put a trigger warning right here yes trigger warning there is um heavy sexual content so he- heavy sexual assault yeah talked about in the film is so par- is part of the plot so if you can't if you are actually like i'm not saying this in the mean way if you are actually triggered by the talks of sexual assault, mm-hmm. leave now. Come back next episode. Yeah. Also move your mic a little closer. There you go. There we go. But yeah, so today um, we're talking about an unfortunate entry in an otherwise so far good series. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, this is the third movie, Baby Cart to Hades. <laughs> Yeah, so right off the bat, um, this movie is not fun because of its heavy cases of rape. Um, Just get that out of the way right now before we even start. It's Uh, not that we... Oh, I just heard an echo of myself. Like, come out of your computer. What? Yeah, I just heard myself. Say something again? Huh? weird okay i don't know how that's happening since we're in person i'm very confused that's really weird you live in the fucking murder house from every after scream horror movie i guess so yeah okay sorry i actually don't want to joke this episode no i don't either but okay right back on topic yeah this um it's it's not that we can't handle heavy stuff we we're not so, we're not overly sensitive libtards or whatever the internet wants to call people who actually have emotions. Yeah. But there's a line where once it's crossed, a film becomes heinous or mm-hmm. just vile. And the thing is, like, the other two kind of walk the line between exploitation and, like, you know, completely over-the-top action, but... This one features two rape scenes, basically one in the opening that is a rape scene, 
of two people of two people um they knock out the husband and then have their way with the wife and the daughter and then they get killed from their one boss who comes in and just murders them after that happens um and then the second time is attempted rape and this is in the first 20 minutes of the movie in the first 20 minutes of the movie and the problem with it is it's really gratuitous it's really vile and disturbing and there's just no point to it like it's never brought up again no it's just used for exploitive purposes and that's kind of where we draw the line because it's like you know girl with the dragon tattoo or something has features a lot of rape but it's there to prove a point and to say something about it even debatable i know some people would debate i spit on your grave being exploitation Mm -hmm. but the director did actually have intention with the movie yeah. It's just, it also came out during the, I think it's 70s? It was the 70s, yeah. And that was a huge time of exploitation, so it fell into that crowd. Yeah. Like, he, the, and I, I, I will give I Spit on Your Grave some credit too, but yeah. It's just, it's just, here, there's just no point. It's gratuitous, disgusting, and. And if yeah. someone's going to try to tell me that, oh, well, it, it's told through deeper symbolism, I do not care. No. You be. When talking about heavy subjects such as rape, you stay blunt with it. The mass majority of people are not reading deeper into your film. Mm-hmm. Am I calling the the majority stupid? Yes, I am. It's just kind of a thing. And if you're not going to be blunt about it, you're using it for exploitation. Mm. Anyway, should I quickly summarize the movie? Because it takes five minutes. Sure. <laughs> We're back at it with Lone Wolf and Cub. They, um, they're just traveling, and when they stay in a hotel, the second... Well, first they run across the first group of uh, mercenaries who rape the mother and daughter. And their main leader, who used to be a samurai, try... Uh, Killed one of them because he was going to make up a lie for what happened there since they killed the entire family after the rape. Mm-hmm. And then the two the two other rapists try to attack Lone Wolf. He They get killed, obviously. The samurai tries to say, like, you should duel me. Lone Wolf go, is about to duel, says no, and that is like, I don't... I want you to live the true way of a samurai. And then kind of just leaves. He goes to a hotel where the other woman is almost is almost raped, but kills her captor by biting off his tongue. Lone Wolf kills him. Sure. It's old timey times. <laughs> he bleeds out. <laughs> uh, Lone Wolf protects her, even though uh, I the people who own the hotel or the inn bait. Are like some middle ground they said mm-hmm. like no matter what even if you uh let them do what they want you're not gonna lose face yeah but he still protects her they're like okay well if you don't if you don't let us kill her and you're not gonna let us uh use her as a hooker then you then she is going to be tortured and he's like i will take her place there's no rule against it he survives because he's cool mm-hmm and then the girl is sent off and never seen again. Then the people at the hotel are like, well, she still did kill a guy, so can you do one more thing for us? Go assassinate this person. He says, okay. And then we spend another hour, well, 
okay, the person he is hired to kill also contacts him and is like, hey, can you kill someone for me? He says no, because conflict of interest. And then we spend an hour of the movie with people talking, Lone Wolf fighting a few uh, mercenaries, and then killing the guy. Yep. At at the end where he fights a giant army <laughs> of people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And that's that. Um, yeah, so this movie was just, in general, just kind of miserable to sit through, if I'm being honest. It's like the opening scenes of sexual assault were so bad that it kind of soured any goodwill towards the rest of the movie, honestly. It's been a while since I saw something so gratuitous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was honestly so fucking just disgusting. I know as well as someone here, it's like, oh, well, there's this movie that's even worse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, shop phone. Sorry. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, oh, there's worse movies out there. I've seen that. I've seen uh, Sluts 420, to, and it has way worse rapes. It's like, yeah, okay. It doesn't matter if it's worse. At this point, anything past this is still fucking vile. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't change the fact that it's just disgusting and vile, and you shouldn't sit through it, really. <laughs> and it's the reason that we really don't recommend this movie. We don't. Uh, look up the last 12 minutes. Yeah, look up the final battle scene. And it's the only good part of the movie. <laughs> it, honestly, it, it should we just focus on that scene? Because I honestly don't. <laughs> there's only so many ways I can yeah. say those rape scenes are fucking uncomfortable. No, but... they're, they're shot terror. <laughs> they're shot in an exploitive way. And yep. it's disgusting. But here's the thing. Besides that, the rest of the movie is just a bit of a slog until the end. It's just slow because there's a lot of people just sitting around and talking. And it's like, this guy's really strong. Yeah, we know. We we saw the R2 movies. Let's send this guy after him. He dies. Yeah. It just there's there's little to no action up until the ending scene. That's that's the biggest problem, is like the opening just is horrible, but then like the rest of the movie is just it, it's boring is the problem, and that's why that's the problem with it. Nothing good really happens until the end. So Yeah, it it's like if in John Wick 3, we didn't see all that happens to John Wick. It was more of just people sending more assassins after him. Yeah. But we stick with the people who are sending the assassins. It's like, oh, they died? Um, Send another person. Yeah, exactly. And, like, we cut to John, like, once. And then, like, it's back to those people. It's just... It, it's just no... And John doesn't even have, like, a long fight with them. It's just, like, headshot. Done. Yeah, it's just... It, it, that's basically what it would be. It's just... It's just boring. Yeah. <laughs> The only kind of cool scene is when Lone Wolf, like, he jumps over the guy and throws yeah. a sword down into his head. That was rad, yeah. That was cool. Also, I think the blood budget got cut because... They eh, cut. Because <laughs> they were clearly saving it for the final battle, but... <laughs> yeah, but there's, like, a few ninjas who pop it in at the opening, mm. and Lone Wolf chops them up, but there's no blood. They just kind of fall over. Yeah, they're... They... Yeah, there's it's surprisingly a surprisingly little amount of blood for, for by these movie standards at least. <laughs> I'm so happy they decided to tame it up on the blood so they could have two rape scenes. <sighs> yeah, honestly. So Yeah, so that that's just it's just the it's just so bitter it just kind of carries it throughout the rest of the movie and the rest of the movie is so boring. There's nothing really to take your mind off of what happened, I think is the problem up until the ending. Yeah. 
And what was it like the Criterion packet? It said like that this was... film was symbolism about the BDSM community in Japan at the time. In the 70s or something. It was just a super pretentious like essay, quote unquote, on it. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, when he's getting uh, the spin water torture. Yeah. Which, that's not two separate tortures. They mixed it together, which yeah. I found kind of funny. Like, they dunked him, and then they, like, hit whacked him with bamboo rods and spun him around and around. Yeah, the way he's tied up there is kind of bondage-esque, I guess. I could see that, but it's like, yeah, it was just so goddamn I love waterboarding my partner. That's my favorite form of BDSM. (laughs) Well, I was saying something like, oh, the way they film the kid in close-up. It's like, you know, it's symbolism because he's slowly learning, but he's not voyeuristic. Like, he's actually involved in the killing and slowly becoming just like you're you're looking way too deep in you're going a bit far there it's more if he's learning from his dad that's the only reason they keep cutting to him (laughs) it i mean we also know he's learning we see him help fight yeah (laughs) especially in the second movie not so much this one yeah (laughs) also the baby cart now has guns yes because fuck off (laughs) so dumb but it's kind of cool amazing yeah I love how the thing keeps changing all the abilities it has besides yeah. the bow staff. <laughs> the bow staff is the con- one constant thing, yeah. Yeah. Or it had a, a shield now yeah. that popped up to <laughs> stop all the arrows, which you could clearly tell were thrown at it yes. with how fast they were going. Uh-huh. Yeah, because in the first movie, he like pulled the cart up to stop an arrow or bullets or Which whatever, that makes sense. So. You know, he, he adjusted the thing so it would yeah. work. I do wonder how it has all that weight. Yeah, it could still be a boat. I know, right? You'd wonder why it just doesn't immediately sink if it has, like, what, like six guns or something that we're firing? Like, yeah, about six <laughs> flintlocks of some sort. Wait, why do people have flintlocks when the one dude had revolvers? I have no idea. <laughs> he also totally just dishonored that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, like, Lone Wolf played dirty. Like, wow. Yeah, uh, one of the mercenaries who goes to assassinate him has two revolvers that he always uses. So he he sent Cub into like a a river that was only an inch deep, but pretend to drown. Yep. So the guy put down his guns to go in there, and then Momo just assassinates him before he can get back to his guns. Yeah, he like comes out of the water and just kills him. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking dirty. It's pretty dirty. He's usually fair, but I guess yeah. guns are his one rule of no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, besides that, there's really just not much to go on, unfortunately. What what else is there to say? We're only at 1630. Fuck, really? Yeah. Um, shit, welcome to the... Enjoy the topic episode that's next. Yeah, Jesus. We're, yeah. we're uploading that at the same day as this. That's, uh... that's probably going to happen. I will say the makeup when uh, Lone Wolf is gets the tortured. Yeah. That that's... was actually really solid on him. That was really good makeup, yeah. <laughs> Like, it was bright pink, so it clearly wasn't real, but it mm-hmm. still looked solid, like the gashes and yeah, whatnot. The scars and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and still from a technical standpoint, it's impressive. Like, the cinematography and all that, it's just, it's kind of wasted. Frankly. Even the cinematography isn't really used that well here, no. except for the one sunset shot. Yeah, it's just because there, there's just a lot of talking. There's no, no really room to be creative and all that. Yeah. So... 
Like, the opening was kind of cool when he sliced all the bamboo things and they fell and then the guys fell out of the trees and stuff. Yeah, to catch the ninjas yeah. off guard. Like, when the action happened, it was cool. It's just there was so much dialogue and exposition that it, it, it they just couldn't do anything with it. You know, you, they just filmed those scenes straight. So... I was going to make a joke there, but I don't mm. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie has left us a little bitter. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, this is the bitter season. Of, season two of Cinema Roulette is a lot more yes. bitter. What do you mean this is season two? We're on wheel two, <laughs> so it's season two. That's how this works. We have The Strain. We have Lone Wolf and Cub 3. What, is there anything else that will make us bitter? Uh, well, later on on the series wheel, we'll get bitter, <laughs> but that will be... I'm going the I'm taking the seasons by the other wheel cuz this wheel's going to take like five shorter wheels. Oh yeah. <laughs> um besides that there isn't much to say. Like mm-hmm. the characters are serviceable. Yeah, they're fine. That Lone Wolf is still badass. Yeah, there's some cool mo like when he's protecting the one girl from the hotel trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It like he he has a I want to say, like, it's a hair needle or something. Uh Uh-huh. And the owner of the hotel has a double-barrel flintlock pistol, and he throws it in to stop her hammers. Yeah, to stop the hammers. It was really cool. And she immediately stops her bed from attacking because she's like, okay, you're going to lose, guys. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, this guy, this guy's the best, so. (laughs) We did not mean disrespect you, samurai. Yes, master. She calls him master samurai after that. Yeah. (laughs) The final battle actually has some really good scale to it. Yes. The way it's shot. Just just the wide shot of the entire army up on the hillside yeah. is really cool image. Yes, it has a really good thing. And then once they get into the action, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> like I said, just look, if you're curious about that, if you are if you want to watch the series, just look up the ending battle and that's it. So. <laughs> I will say too, because I brought this up while we were watching... Fucking uh, period pieces of Japan have it way easier than, yeah. like, America or Britain. Because, like, in America, you know, like, the revolutionary times, like, people dressed fairly fancy. So. Yeah, it was, like, very fancy clothes. It's industrial buildings. Yeah. There's a bunch of cars. With feudal Japan, it's like, oh, just go in the middle of the forest where... Wear some uh, older robes and stuff, yeah. and you're good. Because <laughs> it was that was just the fashion back then. It was just, you know, longer robes. Yeah, if you weren't so. in the big cities, then yeah. yeah. Because, uh, like, I think Europe had it harder, too, because if you're doing, like, a night piece in the Middle Ages, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta lay everything up by land. Or if you go even further back, you still need all the robes and yeah. castles and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, Japan just filmed people in the middle of the woods with robes. So. Or maybe it's more complicated than anything. Mm. Tell us some good period pieces yeah. to watch. Please do. I so. actually would be super interested in other country period pieces. Oh, same, definitely. Yeah, because, I mean, I've seen a lot of samurai films. Like, from that era, I've seen a lot of those types period pieces but <laughs> yeah but those still go with the sort of ronin style stuff where yes. it's in the woods and whatnot but i'm talking like maybe even a political drama in the middle of the city that that'd be, be cool interesting yeah i'm fine with that mm. sure what Definitely. did 1910s japan look like that's a very good question and one that hopefully we'll be able to find out hopefully i, I hope it's <laughs> it'd be weird if japan like it had two options it's present day the <laughs> 80s or feudal. Yes. No in-between. Because that seems to be all anyone portrays in Japan. <laughs> At least from what us dumb Americans have seen. 
But yeah, I think without further ado, it's time to spin the wheel. Yeah, I'm just kind of done with this movie. I, um, I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore about yeah. it. Three out of ten for me. So yeah, I I thought about it last night. I was like, yeah, three out of ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Start screen recording. I'll just do this one anyway. Okay. <laughs> Slide on back here. Uh, we got Lupin the Third, Ooh. or Lupin, if you want to not say it right. Yeah, Lupin the Third for the series wheel. Uh, yes. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, rules here for Lupin because we did say at the beginning of the series wheel, but I'll bring it up again. We are only doing ones that were released in theaters, except uh, the case closed crossover when we finally get to it, mm-hmm. because the first one was straight to TV, but the second one was to theaters, so that's allowed. Yes. Otherwise, this series is longer than Bond. So Yeah, it, it, there's a lot. It's one of the longest running anime series. <laughs> and according to um, one website we found, they said the straight-to-TV ones aren't the best, so mm-hmm. we're going to stick to the uh, theater ones. I don't remember which Lupin is the first one in theaters, but we will get to that. I think it's like the Castle of something. something else. Is that the one directed by... Um, uh, uh, Studio Ghibli guy. Do you want me to bring it up and quickly cut to the answer of that, or do you just want on the episode? No, nah, just uh, bring it up. Oh, shit, the screen is still recording. Okay. Oops. <laughs> uh, stop that real quick. Stop that. <laughs> List. No, it is just Loop on the Third. Um, is it? Yeah, Hayao Miyazaki directed the second one, The Castle of Kala something. Really? Yeah. The Mystery of Mamo is the first one. First animated film of Lupin the Third, created by Monkey Punch, of course. In 1978. Yep. Ooh. To the quick snapshot of the animation. Yeah, that's 70s. Yep. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Lupin the Third, The Mystery of Mamo. <laughs> or Mamo. 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 Yeah. We'll, we'll get it right when we to actually talk about it. it did pretty or good. Or we won't. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It did pretty good. It had a $500 million budget and made $915 million at the box office. You sure? $500 million budget? No, yen. Yen. Okay. Yen. No, this is Japan. I wasn't saying You dollars. said million dollar budget is what oh, you said. whoops. <laughs> That's why I was like, what do you mean it had a solid budget? That's a fantastic fucking budget. Yeah. <laughs> $500 million yen and made $915 million yen at the box office, so... So, yeah, we'll um, get to that next time. Hopefully in a much better mood. All right. So we will will see you guys then. Bye. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to follow our hosts, Justin is at JKPancake on Twitter. And Cameron is at CameronPicksInc on Twitter. You can watch the video version of the podcast. Sometimes you actually get to see our host faces at CamCam on YouTube, or just look up Cinema Roulette Podcast. Thank you so much to Teller's Place for their artwork that we use mainly in the YouTube version and you can kind of see on the podcast version. If you enjoyed the show, please consider either subscribing to it or rating us on whatever podcast app you use. That would be cool of you.